Tonight is Tuesday, April the 20th, 2021. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. You are listening to Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. This is a B-block. We talk a little bit of sports, talk about a little bit of food, do a top of the crack. Thank you for joining us with me tonight, as per usual, Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel, I'm doing good. I'm coming at you as usual from um, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I recently, however, was in Houston, Texas. So uh, that's the first time I've been in the central time zone since I came to visit you, actually. That's a good point. And, okay, so you were in Houston for a wedding, right? Right. And how long were you there for? Just... Like two and a half days. It was a short the weekend. trip. It was a weekend. A weekend in Houston. Yeah. And you've been to the South before, right? Have you been to Texas before? No, never been to Texas. First time in Texas. Because you and I were texting about this a little bit earlier. I've been to Texas, but I've been to San Antonio for right. a wedding. Or San Antonio. Or San Antonio, as I guess it's called. And also, I've driven through North Texas and gone through Amarillo, Texas, which is also a weird place. I also got stuck at the Dallas airport one time. Cool. So, I don't know if that counts, but I did get stuck. I got a food voucher, and I went to the hotel bar, and I ate steak and drank whiskey. Cool. That was a pretty good day. I'll be honest about that. But I bring it up because, like, my conception of Texas is that it's really, like, three fucking states kind of smashed together. Right. Because you've been to three different parts of it? I I think I've been to two. Two. I think I've been to uh, the West Texas, which is more like the Southwest America. Uh, A lot of, like, Latino influence, kind of hilly and dry. I think I've been to North Texas, which is more like the Midwest, but also like flat, wearing Stetson hats, eating big-ass steak. Right. But I don't think I've ever been to the part of Texas that you were at, which is like more like the South. Right. I guess Houston's kind of like the Southeast. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, you know, I have no idea how far it is from New Orleans, but I, I feel like they're kind of in the same venue. Yeah, well, it's definitely a Cajun country, which is because, you know, my I've never been to Texas and I had like very specific food expectations going into Texas. Right. Okay. And we were going down there for this wedding and I was like. I'm going to eat so much Mexican food. I'm going to eat so much steak. 
I'm going to eat so much fucking brisket and beef rib barbecue. Although I think Houston does have good brisket. I've heard that. I may be wrong. Uh, Well, I mean, I don't know. The only brisket I had was in a queso dip. Um, (laughs) Anyway, all all that I'm trying to say about Houston is that my food expectations going down there were completely wrong. Okay. Right. Right. So San Antonio, really good Mexican food. Right. I didn't yeah. have any Mexican food in Houston. Houston yeah. is very much Cajun country. Um right. and also uh Houston and I learned this while I was down there and it was a kind of anecdotal. So, you know, fact check me. I don't know if this is true, but what I heard down there is that Houston has the highest uh, the largest Vietnamese population of anywhere outside of Vietnam in the entire world. Uh, uh, I would, I, I believe you, but I would fact check that for two two things I know. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota uh-huh. has a really fucking huge Vietnamese population. Well, this is this is just the one city, though. Oh, that makes sense. Right. Also, I found out just today. Mm-hmm. That Vietnam, the country of Vietnam, right? So this does not refute your position. The I, country of I've Vietnam has 98 million people. Cool. There are more people in Vietnam than any country in Europe. Right. That makes sense. I had no idea about that. Yeah, they got some big cities there. Yeah. It's a huge popu- population-wise country. It's not a small country there. land-wise either. Yeah. So skinny, though. Right. Yeah, it is. That's true. Um, okay, go on. So anyway, all I'm saying is that I went down there expecting tacos and barbecue. And what I got was uh, crawfish boils because it's crawfish season right now. Um, mm-hmm. And it's on the Gulf Coast. And I was just actually a little bit south of Houston, right on the water. Uh, in a little town called Kima, and it was just like crazy seafood everywhere because it was a huge fishing port area uh, heading down towards Galveston, Texas, um, which is a huge fishing area. Uh, so, So anyway, that was a very pleasant surprise for me. As you know, I'm a huge fan of seafood, and I we went to this one restaurant... That was a fish market, and it was in this area. Um, it was like you had to cross a bridge to get there. It was like this little spit of land that you would expect to find a beach on, but it was all of this. Um, it was like just one wholesale seafood retailer after another, kind of like there were like five or six of them all in this kind of uh, one stretch of road. Right on the bay, and one of this, we went to this one one that you could go and you could buy anything by the pound, super cheap compared to New York prices anyway, or you could buy it cooked. So it was just like a regular fish market, and you're like, okay, I want, you know, we got, a, and they either fried it or broiled it, and that's it. And it was fucking amazing. Just like really fresh shrimp and scallops. We got pompano, which is a gulf fish. Um, <clears throat> so, would these, was this uh, a Vietnamese American's 
restaurants? No, no, it was a fish. It was just a fish market. Okay. Um, and no, we got a Viet. And the cool thing about Houston is it has the the Cajun culture and the Vietnamese culture, and the kind of Vietnamese culture and the Cajun culture has mashed up specifically in the crawfish boil area. So you get the, the, we had one, we did crawfish twice, and once was the Cajun style, which was like boiled with like all the Cajun spices, really spicy with like a dry rub all over it. And then we had one, a different one that was Vietnamese style, which was like, boiled Cajun style, but then tossed with like basil and garlic butter. Right. Um, yeah. Oh God, it was so good. Yeah. Did they have French bread? No, there was no bread involved. Uh, but corn and potatoes and mushrooms all boiled together. Mm, that sounds good. Yeah, it was pretty out of control. Put everything in the pot and cook. I love that. Um, any other any other good meals in in Houston? I did have a T-bone steak. We did go to a steakhouse. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I would be really upset if I went to Texas and didn't have any beef. Um, and it was good. It was good steak. I never get steak. I'm not a huge steak right. guy. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree. Steak is such a funny thing like that. Where, where, yeah, excuse me, where... Unless you're at a steakhouse, like capital S, capital H. Right. <laughs> you're not really going to order the steak. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't ever go to steakhouses and I never get steak also. But like, you know, I think it's been probably, it's been years since I've gone to a restaurant and ordered a steak. But, you know, when, right. when in Texas, as they say. Right. It was good. It was a good steak. It's been probably, probably a year since I've done that. Eight, you know, eight months. Yeah. But uh, steak is weird like that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but it was good. It was interesting because it was a. I had a completely different set of Texas expectations, and I think just because of like where we were was like a fishing area, but it was just such a thing. Um, Were you guys able to go out on the water at all? No. No, we didn't go on any boats. Uh, we didn't do really... Like, the weather was pretty bad, so we didn't, like... We went out to... We went out to bars and restaurants and sat outside, basically. Because um, I'll tell you, like, it was pretty frustrating down there. People are not interested in, like, any sort of COVID protocols. Uh, oh. And Texas has like completely dropped any sort of restrictions, and people don't seem to give a fuck. And it was like really pretty frustrating because it was, you know, like we've all been, it's been such a shitty fucking year, and we've all just been like making all these sacrifices. And then you go down to Texas and you're like, oh, well, this is why it's been such a shitty year, is because like you people refuse to make these sacrifices, you know? Yep, it's like viruses don't understand where state lines are drawn. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, Illinois has that problem with most of our neighbors, especially Indiana. We ain't got nice things to say about Indiana. Right, 
so anyway, you know, it's just like, because it, like, it doesn't matter if I'm wearing a mask all the time if people in Texas aren't wearing a mask ever. Mm-hmm. I went on Friday to a barn for the first time in months. Nice. And with some work friends. And again, I do not know how to socialize with other human beings. <laughs> Is that when you went off the rails when the White Sox lost to the Red Sox that first game? <laughs> Wait, was that Friday? I don't know. If At one point, Friday, I was like, damn, Joel's got to go to bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went off the rails. Well, okay, I'm going to go off the rails again. It was, it was a bad call in the seventh inning. Um, Oops, still mad about that call. Um, no. It, this was afternoon, it was after work. We went to the, the same bar we used to go to all the time. And they have an outdoor setting, which is awesome, with like a tent. They had heaters. It wasn't that cold. You didn't need the heaters, but they had them. Everything was cool. Uh, and, and we were sitting outside maskless because we were drinking beers. Right. But even that made me like kind of like uncomfortable well you're vaccinated right yes and um probably everyone at the table was right and covid like there's very few covid transmissions outdoors in general so i feel like you shouldn't feel too weird about that right and 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 that's part of my point is in this setting, I shouldn't feel weird at all, but I was. Right. But then you go inside to the bar to get your beer, mm-hmm. and they've got the eight and a half by 11 paper tape to go. You've been to this bar. They've got the eight and a half by 11 piece of paper taped to the door, like wear a mask, mm-hmm. but nobody's wearing a mask inside, and they're not enforcing mask wearing inside at all. Right. They're just doing the bare minimum. And they have carpet on the floor. Which, like, no baller should have carpet on the floor. (laughs) Wait, is this the karaoke bar? No, it's the first place I took you to at, like, 8 in the morning that one time. Like, right when you got into town. Right. And we drove, yeah, the karaoke bar had carpet on the floor, too. Lots of bars in Champaign-Urbana have carpet on the floor. That's the yeah, problem. That's, yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, yeah. Now, this <clears> is the <throat> one we went and got, like, breakfast at, but, like, breakfast was French fries. Hey, yeah, right. <laughs> breakfast was, like, whiskey. <laughs> <clears throat> sure, yeah, I know the place. Yeah, good people, but they were not in full from mask uh, protocol. Right, it's hard. Like, yeah. It's what, a hard no, ask. Yeah. Especially when it's, I mean, I don't know. Like, we should follow the rules. I am a born rule follower. But, like, yo, these people have probably lost a lot of money over the last 14 months. Right. And, like, they're probably spending a lot of money on this big-ass tent and space heaters that they have. Yep. Yeah, so I understand, but at the same time, you gotta follow the rules. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, right. I'm not a huge rule follower. I'm not like a huge rule. I'm like, I'm not a huge rebel either. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Um, but I think that a lot of the problem is, is that like, it's just framing, right? Like, I feel like people in Texas are like, we don't follow the rules. We're Texas. You know what I mean? Which is like just uh, such horseshit. But, uh, you know, it's it's not really about following the rules. It's about like not killing grandma. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's I the way know. that's the way that it should be framed. But it's not. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the way you don't kill grandma is by following the rules. Right. That's my that's that's my perspective. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. Like maybe if there had been better framing better messaging of no no like this isn't a tyrannical government imposing itself on you this is how to save your grandmother right well the, you know it's like if somebody tells me to do something like my initial reaction is like fuck you <laughs> no, 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 yeah i think that's a pretty calm yeah, right. yeah, yeah. so i get yeah. it Uh, but it's just that's not what the you know. Yeah, that's a good point about messaging with, especially with the public health crisis. Right. Like, how do you message to people who might not otherwise be receptive to that message? Hmm. Anyway, I I we, there was really good food in Houston. That's you know Thomas yeah. is gonna hate me for saying this because. He just can't. Nothing Houston is good good enough for that guy. But, um, but it, I we did have really good food there. I've never been to Houston, and the one one of the very few things I know about it is that it's the fourth largest city in America. Yep. Uh, by population, but by area, I believe it is by far the largest city in America. No, it's the 8th largest. Oh, really? It's only the 8th largest by area? Yeah, well, I think it's like, I think probably the rest of them are in Alaska or something. It's it's Uh, 600 square miles. Yeah, like it's way bigger in area than New York or Chicago. Right, so this is, uh, and it's funny you bring this up because I actually was looking at this while we were in our Uber on the way to the airport. You and I Google the same things about city. <laughs> Houston, Houston by population is about one quarter. The, it's like just a little over one quarter the size of New York City by population. Yeah, New York's eight-ish million and Houston is two-ish million. Right. Uh, and And it is... New York City is 300 square miles, I think. And Houston is 600 square miles. Right, right, right. Um, but it's, it's like you see the Houston skyline, right? Like the downtown area. And it's not small, you know? It's like, it's you know, New York City obviously has got a massive downtown skyline. And Chicago's is also pretty big. But like, 
you know, you go to LA, LA is the second biggest city in the country by population and their skyline, they basically don't have, they have like five high rises or something, you know, that that one bank of America that the aliens blew up in independence. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, you know, I always defend Chicago and I love Chicago skyline, but it is a fraction of Manhattan sky. Right. It really is. Chicagoans forget that. Chicagoans forget that the scale goes up by many factors when you go from Chicago to New York. Yeah. Well, New York is huge compared to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Chicago's the third biggest city, but it's only a few hundred thousand people more than than Houston, you know? Yeah, Philadelphia is up there, too. <clears throat> okay, what was your point about the skyline? But, no, my point was that the skyline in Houston... My point was that Houston is a huge city yeah. area-wise. Yeah, it just keeps going and going yeah. and going. Um, <clears throat> because I would bet you... You should Google this. I would bet you that Manhattan has a larger population than Houston. Oh, yeah, definitely. And Manhattan is tiny. Right. Yeah. Wait, no, no. Manhattan doesn't have a bigger population than Houston. No, you don't think so? No, I don't think so. Brooklyn definitely does. Yeah, but only just, I think. Yeah. Because I think that Brooklyn, if... If Brooklyn was its own city, it would be the fourth biggest city in the country, and New York City would still be the biggest city in the country. Right, right. It'd go New York, L.A., Chicago, Brooklyn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because okay. the population of Brooklyn is two and a half million people. Yeah, yeah, that's close to Chicago. Chicago might be 3 million. I doubt it. Yeah. Probably 2.8 million. Um, I had some questions about kidneys and livers for you if you wanted to answer. Sure, yeah, lay it on me. So I was listening to this other podcast, and I'm not going to name because it's a very good podcast, but it's not our podcast. Right. And we don't give shout-outs to other podcasts until they've already given us shout-outs. But the the dude went on a tangent about cooking kidneys. Okay. And I got really into that because I actually really like... I I guess, I I gotta be honest, it wasn't uh, chicken kidney, it was chicken livers. Yeah, different, way different. Way different. Okay, and that's why I want to get into, I want your expertise on this. Uh I fucking, I've had chicken liver and I've had uh, beef liver. Right. Okay? I did not care for the beef liver, both at an Italian restaurant in Ohio. Okay. So, for whatever that's for. Yep. Uh, A very good Italian restaurant. But, like, you know, mid, like, you know, Cleveland. Right. Um, but like, fucking chicken liver is one of my favorite foods. 
Why is that? And why is it like this organ? What is it about cooking an organ? How do you do that? What's the process? What's the thought process? And how come so many people are disgusted by the idea? Of kidneys or livers? Both. Right. So both are organs, right? Yeah. Organ meat is referred to as awful. Which is not awful as in this is awful. Like A-W-F-A-L. O-F-F-A-L is, a, is the word for organ means. Pronounced yes. awful. Yes. Let's uh, talk about awful. I'm excited. Right. And so organ meats are, you know, some people love them. They're big in French cuisine. They're big in a lot of cuisines. Um and especially, uh, they're big in a lot of cuisine. A lot of cuisine, like modern cuisine, has its roots in like very poor people cuisine, and so that's where right. like the awful comes from, because um, right. it it's kind of like what you know ends up on the butcher shop floor, basically. Yes. So, <clears throat> the kidneys and the livers serve similar functions in the body, right? It's the same as in our body. The the kidneys processing poison. The kidneys filter liquid in our body and regulate liquid in our body. Um and the liver filters our blood in our body. So they're both filters essentially. Um and they 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 like clean toxins and waste out of them um so you know the kidneys that's where your piss comes from um right and your liver filters all your blood so the liver is like very high in iron they're both high in iron but the liver is really high in iron really tastes like blood and the thing about awful in general is that there's some really good and delicious flavors there. Like if you think about the like flavor of an, any sort of organ meat compared to like muscle meat, you get a lot more flavor from these organ meats. <clears throat> generally, because of, is that because of blood? It's because it generally has a much higher uh, makeup of different sort of. Like you eat a tenderloin, it's like all protein, you know? It's like okay. protein and water. Um, mm-hmm. But if you eat, you know, like the livers and kidneys are super high in iron. They're super high in all these other nutrients, which give you much stronger flavors. Okay. Um, and so they generally take a lot of preparation, a lot more preparation to make them palatable. You know, like you just eat raw beef. Like you can eat raw liver too, I guess. Um but you generally have to like prepare it a little bit first, like clean it essentially. So generally, since they are filtering and processing and like removing toxins, um, these things will be very high in toxins. So it's like not healthy to eat them a bunch. Um, But what was your question? I'm sorry. No, no, you're doing great. Okay. I was asking about the preparation of awful right, and right. how 
how it is, how you do have to prepare it differently. And I guess my next question is going to be, why does it seem to be revolting to some folks, but fucking-licious to other folks? I don't know. I, there's a, I think it's, a, it's cultural, a lot of it. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, if you grow up eating liver, it doesn't seem weird. But if you, like, don't... And then you get a liver and you're like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Well, it does have like a rubbery texture sometimes. Right. The texture's weird. Um, so, you know, for example, uh, my sister-in-law's from Thailand, right? One of her favorite okay. things is this delicacy, which is like a hard-boiled egg, chicken egg, that's been fertilized, right? So it's an egg... <laughs> It's an egg that has like a embryonic chicken fetus inside of it, right? right, right like uh-huh. partially developed chicken fetus. And right. she loves it. And like... <laughs> That's weird. Okay. I'm not a huge fan. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and it's not because it tastes weird. It's because it has a fucking beak in it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you right? The and like, the yeah, the beak is like the first thing to get hard. So <laughs> it has all these like jelly bones and then it has like a crunchy little beak piece in it and like a couple of feathers. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Like a chicken. Right. Um, And like. Wait, does it have the eggy taste? With like yeah, it tastes little... like it tastes like a hard-boiled egg, basically. It, with a skeleton inside that you eat. That is basically yeah. jelly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I guess. So, do you get any of the like flavor, like a chicken flavor from the? It, it tastes. It has a much stronger flavor than yeah. a regular hard-boiled egg. Yeah. Um, okay. But it's not like the flavor is off-putting in any way. There's nothing off-putting about it's it at all, it's, except it's for the, there's the like a beak, on the beak. Yeah. right? And yeah. sometimes some feathers, you know. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Right, and the only reason that like I find that off-putting is it's cultural. You know what I mean? Like it right. doesn't taste weird. It's not like the texture is super weird. You know, like I eat plenty of crunchy <laughs> things. It's just like in my mind, I know that's the beak, right. and right. and like that. You know, weirds me out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, if I was to just blind taste test it, I would probably think it was good. You know. Yeah. Um, because yeah. it is. It's good. It's very good. It's yeah. just like a cultural thing. You know. We all have those bo- those boundaries, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so if you're going to serve so, offer... Right, so if you're like, a you know, a liver person, then liver is delicious because liver is has a very strong and specific but not disgusting flavor, you know? Right. Um, and it's super high in nutrients. Like, you know, if you are... Uh, what's the word? Hyena. Right. Or if you're like a predatory, if you're a no or a or a carnivore and you are surviving, you're like a 
a wolf or a lion or whatever, you eat all the offal first, right? Because like that has the well, most the, nutrients. The nutrients. Yeah. 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 Um, and so you as a carnivore... You go for the ass first. Right. <laughs> so, you know, like carnivores need all of the same nutrients that herbivores need. It's just that like herbivores get them from plants and then carnivores get them from herbivores essentially and so like but none of those nutrients are in the tenderloin they're all in the organs essentially because that's where all the nutrients are absorbed essentially and processed and whatever so wait uh, you have a point what was your point well the point is is that but for cultural hang-ups like if we were all just trying to survive everyone would go for the liver first that's what i'm trying to say gotcha yeah <clears throat> because that's where all the good stuff is but we don't get all of, right i see what you're saying now but we don't get all of our nutrients like they're almost too rich because if i'm healthy i already ate spinach and green beans and maybe some potatoes right so now I'll just eat this nice chicken leg right. and not worry about, you know, right. the, the awful. I'll have but, six beers and like two dozen chicken wings. Right. Which yeah. is just sugar and fat, right? Right. Yeah. Which is delicious. Hot sauce and uh, butter. Yeah. <laughs> but like, we got to wrap this up. I guess I got two questions for you. Okay. Like, why isn't awful, like, maybe I'm wrong, did it used to be peasant food? Uh, yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's generally, like, the cheaper cuts, so it would have been, yeah. right. Um, because if it also, used to be just, like, you're shotgunning nutrients right now, right. it doesn't fucking matter how it tastes, you're just eating the most high nutrient product that is available. Right. That's now a Big Mac. But also, it's also difficult to prepare well. Yeah. Like, overcooked liver is not delicious. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Overcooked liver is gross. It's like grainy. It's super irony. Um... It's like weird and rubbery, but like well-prepared liver, like well-cooked liver is like soft and delicious uh, and flavorful. Um, But it's like that's there's a fine line there. And also it's like for most awful meat, you have to, you know, you want to soak it in some sort of uh, slightly acidic solution, which draws out the um what's the word draws out toxins and blood clots um and then most of them need to be cleaned very thoroughly because they're covered in like fat and connective tissue and tendons and everything that are not delicious um so like you asked me about sweetbreads uh, before the podcast, which is a gland that's associated with development. So it only comes out of like young, it comes out of like lambs 
and kids, which are baby goats, not like children, um, <laughs> and veal. Um, and so, for example, to prepare uh, sweetbreads, what you do is you soak them in milk or wine overnight, and mm-hmm. then you poach them to like medium in a acidic poaching liquid. You take them out. Like vinegar? Like a vinegar? Well, like, a, like lemon and water. Okay. Like an aromatic sort of like broth right. that's slightly acidic. And then you take them out uh, and you press them in between, you know, you put them in between two flat surfaces and put weight on top. Um, and then you let them cool like that, and then you have to peel them because they're covered with this weird and disgusting membrane, right? Which, like, <laughs> smells like shit, okay? And <clears throat> at that point, then you cook them again, then you sear them, they get nice and crispy on the outside, and they're delicious. But, like, you have to get rid of that membrane. You have to go through this process, which can last, you know, which is right. like a day or two process. And, like... It's hard to do that if you don't know how. You know what I mean? You know, like, why are these sweetbreads disgusting? It's because you didn't, like, spend an hour fucking peeling them, you know? Yeah, and it's not short order cooks. Right. So what we're actually talking about is the cost of the labor. Right. Well, and also, like, liver is delicious, but it's filled with veins, which are not delicious. So you have to, like, get those veins out of the liver before you eat it. Otherwise, it's like you're, like, chewing on these, like, weird, rubbery, like, worms. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, nobody wants that. Right. Okay, so I want to wrap this up. If you were going to serve an awful dish, Mm -hmm. O-F-F-A-L, what's your go-to? I really like pate, liver pate. Um, really? Yeah. Really? That that actually surprised me. Okay. Uh because it's really easy and good. Yeah. Like a chicken liver yeah. pate, duck. I really like uh rabbit liver pate. I've had that um I really like sauteed calves brains, but brains again are really hard cuz you have to first get it cow's head and then you have to fucking crack it open without destroying the brain and like cows and calves skulls are like so thick and their brains are so small that it's like again it's a lot of work for very little reward you know the only Uh, time i've eaten a brain was with you at the pig roast oh yeah yeah pig's brains are a little easier to get to but they aren't as good um, and they're much smaller too. Right. So like, but again, calves brains like <clears throat> this is pretty gross. But like right. calves brains again, you have to soak them like you soak them in milk, right? Because it's acidic uh, and it bleaches it a little bit. But also, there's like a bunch of like blood inside of the brain, and what the acid does is like pulls all that blood to the outside. But then you have to take the brain out. And, you know, a brain, a calf's brain feels exactly like you think it's going to, right? It's fucking disgusting. And it's like a, it's like holding a handful of boogers, you know what I mean? 
And then you have to, you peel the membrane off. It's also got a membrane, which is really gross. So you got to peel that off and then you have to run your fingers through every single one of the creases in the brain because there's like blood clots in there. So to get all that out before you can then cook it. And you've put this on your mint. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, calf's brains are really good. They they have they they have a very similar uh, texture to like scrambled eggs, um, and they have this kind of like light. They have like a really uh, what's the word? Like a very rich sort yeah, of like, mouth like, feel. Like fluffy, fluffy fucking scrambled eggs. Really fluffy scrambled eggs, but they have the flavor. They're like very, um, it, it's almost like bone marrow in flavor. They're like very kind of oh, the really? essence okay. essence yeah. of beef and also like very rich. Yeah. When I had, I mean, but like when I eat brains that one time, they weren't prepared. I was just eating them. Straight out of the skull, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It tastes like plastic. Right. Well, that's it. Yeah, if you overcook brains, they're not good. Again, if you overcook any of this awful meat, it's not going to be very good. Does brain count as awful meat? Totally. Brain's an organ. I think skin is technically awful. Yeah, right? skin is technically an organ. Yeah, like... Interesting. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, everything you did not want to know about uh, brains. Yeah. If you get a chance to eat calf's brains, though, you really should go for it. You really should. Yes. If you get a chance to eat a hard-boiled egg with the embryo of a chicken inside of it, do it. Right. Yeah, you should do that, too. Do it. Do it. Like, do it. (laughs) Do do it now. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's culture. That's culture. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also, it's like, you know, I especially think in this country, we have a very narrow view of what food is. Um, And, you know, it's really important to, like, try to expand that. Like, on a personal level, I think it's very important for, like, a growth of a, you know, your experience as a human being. I think so much of how you experience the world and culture is through the shit that you eat. Um, And to like make that as broad and well-rounded as you possibly can is just as important, I think, as like what you read or like the music that you listen to. Um, I, I agree with that. And I would add what you've talked about in past episodes of Top of the Clock where the McDonald's system of food has gotten us away from this. Right. Like the, the mass produced, the, the, the hyper-capitalism of food has gotten us away from the culture of food. Right. Y- yeah. Exactly. Or it's just like dominated it. Um, uh-huh. You know, I think that there's a cultural place for McDonald's, but it's like if that is, if that's dominating your 
if that's dominating your palate and your diet and like the direction that you go to with like the way that you think about food, you're doing yourself a serious disservice. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I think that I've talked about this. The job that I have now is at this cocktail bar and people are not trying to step outside of their comfort zone with the food because that's not what they're there for. Sure. And so when I when I'm trying to create this menu, I'm trying to like create these things that the people know and are comfortable with already, but can kind of like push them a little bit into thinking about it a little bit differently. Because if I get too weird, they're not interested. But you know, right. there's some wiggle room there in changing the perspective of what people expect. You know. And, you know, everyone should think about what they eat, you know? And everyone should eat some calves' brains. And everyone should, like, kill a chicken from time to time and then eat it to kind of understand the physical and, like, the cost of life that is eating chicken. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. On that note, I'm going to call this Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been uh, Top of the Clock, presented by Dump on the Umps, ostensibly a uh, baseball podcast. This has been the B Block. I feel like we lost everybody when I started talking about brains. Nope, nope. I think we're good. I, I, Nobody's I, still I listening. Actually, <laughs> no, I think they their ears perked up when you talked about letting your fingers through brains. Brain creases, yeah. Yeah, brain creases. I think some of you guys perked up on that one. <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully they continue to listen. Hi, right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Once again, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also check us out on SoundCloud and or Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump, at Facebook at Dump on the Ump. We also have an Instagram. Sam, can you put in the offer up on the Instagram? Let's see. Yeah, maybe. It will be awful. TVD. 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 Yeah. I gotcha. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for Sam, my name is Joel. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good evening and a presence tomorrow. I don't know if the facts are what. Such a nigga down. It's grabbing his nuts. And on the other hand, without a human, they ain't getting none. But don't let it be a black and a white one. Because they'll slam you down to the street top. Black police showing out for the white cop. Ice cube.